The scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. Jesus calls us to love our enemies. He says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others do? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Our devotion today. It was on a February evening, I guess over 11 years ago now, that I happened to be sitting on the couch watching the CBS Evening News. And as the broadcast came to an end, it closed with one of those typical feel-good segments. It was a Steve Hartman's Assignment America. And it riveted me in place. The opening scene faded into a small, modest apartment in North Minneapolis. And there, a 59-year-old woman was ironing her clothes for the day. Her name was Mary Johnson, and she was a teacher's aide. And she was getting ready to go to school that day. She was gently humming and singing hymns of praise. Now, normally that wouldn't be so unusual. I mean, a lot of Christians do just that as they get ready in the morning, right? They hum hymns or sing to themselves. But if you knew Mary's story, you'd wonder why someone like her would be singing the praises of the Lord at all. In fact, you'd expect the opposite. For if anyone was to have an issue with the Lord, it'd be Mary Johnson. You see, on another February evening, Way back in 1993, Mary's son, Laramium, was shot and killed at a party just a few blocks away from where she lived. He was only 20 years old, and he was Mary's only child. And it all started with some stupid argument that had escalated, and some punk kid pulled the trigger. He was just a 16-year-old kid named O'Shea Israel. Now, with her only son gone, and with no chances to even say goodbye, Mary's heart was ice. She wanted justice. She wanted to see O'Shea Israel pay for his crime. I felt like he was an animal, she said. He deserved to be caged. And he was. O'Shea was tried as an adult and sentenced to 25 and a half years. But as is often the case, he wound up serving only 17 years before being released. And then he moved back back to his old neighborhood. In fact, his new apartment was right next door to Mary's. Their doors almost touched. Now, you might wonder how it is that a convicted murderer ends up living just a door jam away from his victim's mother. But this is not a story of horrible misfortune, as you might expect. Rather, it's one of remarkable mercy and incredible forgiveness. And it certainly was no accident. You see, a few years before O'Shea's release, Mary had worked up the courage to pay a visit to Minnesota's Stillwater State Prison. As a devout Christian, she felt compelled to see if there was some way, somehow, she could forgive her son's killer, but she knew it wouldn't be easy. For O'Shea, 
it was a moment he'd never forget for the rest of his life. He sat down, looked up through the bulletproof glass, and saw the last person on earth he'd ever expect to see visiting him. And Mary didn't curse him. She didn't rant at him about the evil that he had done to her. All she said was, you don't know me and I don't know you, but let's just start with right now. And that was the beginning of a strange and a wonderful relationship. Later, when O'Shea got out of prison, Mary introduced him to her landlord, and with Mary's blessing, the landlord invited O'Shea to move into the apartment building. Mary helped him rebuild his life, found him a job at a local recycling plant, and encouraged him to take college courses at night. She was his support system. Now, of course, for O'Shea, it wasn't easy. He says, I haven't totally forgiven myself yet. I'm learning to forgive myself. But he was determined to pay back Mary's clemency by contributing to society. In fact, he was already working on it, singing the praises of God and the power of forgiveness in local prisons where he led Bible studies. However, Mary, when Steve Hartman asked her about it all, how she was able to forgive so much, well, she gave God all the credit, of course. But she also conceded a more selfish motive. She said, unforgiveness is like a cancer. It eats you up from the inside out. For me, forgiving him does not diminish what he's done. Yes, he murdered my son. But the forgiveness is for me as much as it is for him. And then she adds, it's amazing how a conversation can take you a long way toward forgiving. Of course, maybe that explains why Mary Johnson is able to sing her praises to the Lord every morning. A Lord who sometimes works in the strangest ways. Now that was the the news report uh, presented by Steve Hartman. You can actually... Google this and and find it on YouTube. But for a pastor, (laughs) this is gold. I mean, there I was on that particular February evening, about to go and prepare for a sermon that I was going to have to preach later in the week, right? On, On a very difficult Bible text. This very text that we read today from Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus says, Love your enemies. And then there I am, sitting on the couch watching TV, and the perfect sermon illustration just pops up. Needless to say, I've used this story many times over the years. Even this past Sunday, when I was preaching on Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, even after 11 years since I first heard about Mary Johnson on the CBS Evening News, I still find it almost too much to believe that this woman could not only move past her anger and hatred, but also forgive the man who murdered her son, and then go so far as to help him rebuild his life. I mean, who does that? How can anyone show that much kindness and mercy? Mary treated O'Shea as if he was her son, even after all the hurt he'd caused, even though it cost the life of Laramium, her one and only true son. Laramium had to die to make this unlikely relationship between Mary and O'Shea possible. Now, (laughs) that sounds eerily like the gospel itself, doesn't it? Yet all Mary did was nothing more than Jesus was asked, than Jesus asked all of us to be willing to do, to love our enemies. 
You know, in response, Martin Luther once commented on this strange command that Jesus gives to love our enemies. He said, if the great sublime article called forgiveness of sins is correctly understood, it is truly what makes one a genuine Christian and gives one eternal life. And yet to do so is the one supreme and most difficult task of any Christian. As long as we live here below, we shall have enough to do simply to learn this article of faith. No one need look for anything new, anything higher, anything better. To forgive as Christ has taught us is hard enough. You know, perhaps because learning how to forgive and love as God has forgiven and loved us is so hard for us to understand and actually do, maybe then it, maybe then it's actually good for you and me to, to have enemies. And why? Because they provide the perfect opportunity for us to actually be imitators of God to give food and drink to those who wish you to starve, to clothe those who would strip you of your possessions or reputation, to defend those who attack you, to befriend those who would murder your son. I mean, in short, aren't these all the ways that God has forgiven and loved us? I mean, why make such a fuss about loving those who love you back? Don't even tax collectors do the same? That's what Jesus asks. But if you love those who have hurt you, who hate you, who do evil to you, well then, O oh Christian, you are perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, not quite perfect, but you get my point, right? <laughs> yes, how good it is for us to have enemies, for without them, then we would never have the opportunity to fulfill joyfully and willingly the law of Christian love. And on occasions when we actually manage to do what Mary did, Maybe only then can we truly begin to sing the praises of the Lord, who indeed works in the strangest ways. Amen.